welcome to the Web Policy Talk podcast recorded live at the Impact and Policy Research Institute Impri New Delhi Is it working or is there some problem? Yeah, I think we are live now. Yes, please go ahead. Yeah, thank you. A very good, a very good afternoon to one and all. On behalf of the Center for Environment, Climate Change, and Sustainable Development at Impact and Policy Research Institute, Terry School of Advanced Studies, and India Water Portal, I welcome you to episode eleven of the State of the Environment hashtag. Planet Talks with me, Simi Mehta. Sanitation and hygiene are essential and indispensable for the good health of each and every human being, as well as of the environment. The importance of these have perhaps not surfaced as starkly as after the COVID-19 pandemic struck. However, those responsible for sanitation work, including of household household waste management and collection household waste collection and management uh, maintenance of toilets um, and also especially the sanitation workers they are faced with numerous challenges ranging from health to monetary challenges and more importantly the stigma that is associated with their work this becomes further embossed uh, especially during these times of the pandemic and uh, sanitation workers they continue to remain at the receiving end of the lack of funds um, and also lack of policy attention to understand in detail the situation of sanitation workers amid the pandemic woes of guarding public and environmental health and ways forward we are privileged to have with us mr v r raman who is the head of policy at water aid india new delhi I take this opportunity to introduce to you Mr. Raman, a public policy expert who has three decades of experience in multiple development sectors such as wash, health, nutrition, and education. He has been into research, advocacy, policy making, and programming on critical development issues from the grassroots level to national level, working with civil society groups, research, as well as academic institutions and government organizations. Mr Raman has been associated with various flagship missions in India like the Jal Jeevan Mission the Swachh Bharat Mission and National Health Mission in most of his engagements his focus has been the health dignity and safety of sanitation workers as well as he has advocated for systems and policies for the same Mr Raman's education and training in public health studies research and research are from the school of public health University of Western Cape South Africa at Water Aid India he has led several important research and advocacy initiatives on water sanitation and hygiene initiatives uh, he is also the national convener of the public health resource network so it is a pleasure and privilege for us to have you sir this afternoon put your hands together for mr v r raman as he begins with his presentation mr raman over to you all right <clears throat> thanks uh, dr simi and uh, dr arjun uh, this is something that uh, uh, you know very important discussion that uh, we are going to have and the people in the facebook live uh, i hope uh, you know will be 
<clears throat> joining and uh, coming up with questions and all that. Uh, although the <clears throat> direct uh, you know discussions uh, options will be limited, but I hope you know the questions will be transferred to me or board discussions uh, later. <clears throat> so I'm sharing my, some of my uh, specific slides that I have prepared for the talk, and uh, uh, I hope it is visible. Is it visible? Yes, it is visible. If you could just do it uh, on full screen. Yeah, it is full screen now. Okay, so uh, as uh, told, the topic is that, uh, you know, we call sanitation workers, you know, they are the guardians of uh, our public health and environmental health. Many of, uh, you know, our day-to-day uh, -day expressions or the kind of uh, care that we provide to them, the response that we provide to them, I'm not very sure that they have been seen as uh, with, with this guardianship or with this guardianhood, with the respect uh, that they deserve, whether they have been treated or not, is a question. Uh, with that question, uh, we need to understand this, uh, you know, entire gamut of uh, sanitation work from these two perspectives. That is what I am trying to do here. One from the public health perspective, and second from the environmental health perspective, and then to take the various difficulties that they are facing. Uh, then going into specifically in the current pandemic uh, situation, uh, where the <clears throat> COVID has created. Uh, slightly uh, very different and very difficult uh, kind of challenges in front of them and also in front of uh, policy makers and implementers. So how, you know, those could be uh, understood and addressed. So that is how the talk is uh, structured. Uh, I'm uh, moving with, uh, if you see uh, waste generation in India, I'm trying to give you the amount of waste that uh, we uh, generate. If you look at... Uh, Municipal solid waste. Uh, currently in 2021, it is about uh, 110 million, 110 million metric tons per annum is the kind of production of you know, uh, municipal solid waste. And similarly, <clears throat> if you look at plastic waste, uh, we are producing uh, again, you know, uh, <clears throat> million metric ton. 17.5 uh, million metric ton plastic waste is being generated across the country of India. Uh, there's a projection uh, when it comes to 2041, what will be the situation and all that. I'm not going to the details of that, which you can look at and understand. Uh, go to biomedical waste, which is uh, even more uh, you know, important. And uh, you know, we need to understand this from uh, you know, the perspective that those who handle this waste also are prone to various, uh, you know, kind of uh, infections and uh, communicable diseases and all that. Yeah. Added to that, uh, uh, biomedical waste is also one of the major sources of antimicrobial resistance uh, in, in our country. So the, this needs to be, so every day, I mean, this is a per day. I mean, earlier I was talking about per annum. Now I'm talking about per day kind of a, I think 550 metric tons a day. And uh, uh, going to uh, electronic waste, which is you know going uh, further now. Uh, you know, since you know electronic equipments are becoming the norm, every house, uh, except uh, barring a few, every house is having uh, you know one or the other kinds of uh, electronic equipments. So electronic waste is also going to be uh, you know going up uh, in 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 our setting. So currently it is about uh, 502 million tons per year. Uh, so this this all needs to be understood to to really uh, understand how the uh, issue of uh, waste 
or the kind of depth of the problem that we are uh, you know facing in terms of waste is something that we need to understand from uh, this specific uh, thing going to the next slide so if this is the challenge i mean if such huge is the challenge who are there uh, we all know this answer uh, that sanitation workers are the people who deal with this but uh, knowing the answer is not enough we need to know the details of it also so i am trying to give some projections these are not actual numbers uh, actual numbers can be slightly varying from whatever i have written here but it is this these are closer to the facts because you know uh, one of the unfortunate situation in our country is that we really don't have actual estimates of many of the uh, you know categories of sanitation workers very recently dalberg uh, associates you know they did a, a study to put together some of the statistics on st uh, uh, sanitation workers and also some of the agencies like water aid india uh, safai karmachari andolan center for equity studies praxis and uh, priya these are you know and uh, action aid india to some extent oxfam to some extent some of these organizations are into looking at uh, some of these specific issues and jansahas of course i should not should not miss them so those kinds of organizations have looked at uh, some of these issues uh, so uh, the dalberg uh, you know study classified uh, uh, nine types of uh, uh, you know typologies of sanitation work but you know when we looked at it uh, at the uh, you know water aid india uh, my colleague kanika singh and me were looking at it and uh, <clears throat> we realized that uh, you know there are some more uh, categories of uh, you know uh, sanitation workers to be added so we have we have we have landed uh, from 9 to 13 so you can look at the most uh, the largest uh, you know categories are solid waste collection and domestic cleaning uh, you know domestic cleaning when you say that uh, uh, while they are not recognized uh, fully as sanitation worker uh, because you know they also do some other household household chores uh, like cooking etc as well but still you know a large chunk of their work is related to sanitation although not as vulnerable probably as uh, you know other kinds of workers solid waste collection is also uh, something that uh, a very uh, you know important function of uh, uh, you know sanitation wherein uh, you, you can can we imagine a day uh, without uh, you know uh, having the person to Uh, you know coming to our house for collecting the waste if, if that is not happening if it is not happening for two or three days or more uh, whether it is uh, biodegradable waste uh, then you know it is going to be really terrific in terms of so uh, sometimes you know the kind of difficulty the kind of uh, importance that the work that they are doing is having uh, 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 they don't really have the kind of recognition that is required for the kind of work that they do so look at these categories community and public toilet cleaning around 2 lakh or more people are there manual scavenging meaning the service latrines or dry latrines we call wherein you know the <coughs> excreta human excreta they pick up uh, by bare hands and you know carry it on heads and you know then dispose it on to uh, places where they are disposed so that is something uh, banned legally in our country from 1993 modified in 2013 Uh, added with this or strengthened with the supreme court order in 2014 still you know this practice is prevalent prevalent and uh, close to 1.84 lakh people are there uh, <clears throat> pickle sludge handling around 22000 people are into uh, pickle sludge handling uh, and in treatment plants around 6000 people are there and uh, railway tracks you know around a lakh people close to a lakh people are cleaning railway tracks uh, and toilet pit emptying emptying around 7.7 uh, lakh people are engaged 
she were cleaning around 1.53 you know lakhs people are engaged and hospital sanitation this is a estimate based on the numbers into 3 or something like that which i derived because there is no clear uh, statistics available whatever statistics available is not actually representing the number of health facilities in the country current statistics say that it is about 60 lakhs or so health facilities wherein uh, it can be uh, much more uh, sorry uh, uh, 60000 or so uh, health facilities wherein this can be much more than that around 2 lakhs or so should be there based on the clinical establishments act registration so i am just reaching a ballpark figure of 5 lakh there and the sweeping and drain cleaning is around 4 lakh 10000 and institutional toilet cleaning including schools and you know various other institutions if this comes to uh, some 8 lakh or so so this uh, uh, broadly covers a range of uh, close to a crore uh, people uh, meaning uh, in india uh, around uh, one out of 130 persons uh, are into very vulnerable and very uh, you know uh, unsafe kind of uh, uh, work that they are into without proper recognition and rewards <clears throat> going to how you know one example i'm bringing here about uh, uh, this 2013 act you know uh, that mandated the rehabilitation of uh, uh, manual scavengers through a self employment scheme and initially in 2013 14 5700 uh, uh, <clears throat> millions uh, i mean Uh, this is uh, 570 crore rupees was allocated for the purpose and uh, uh, you can see that the expenditure uh, with re uh, reference to the allocation is much much lesser uh, so if you see that uh, uh, 1798 crore rupees has been allocated so far uh, wherein uh, only 136 crore has been spent for the purpose of rehabilitation of manual scavengers see this is the example you can understand that how our system our society as individual uh, how are we dealing or how are we treating uh, this very important category of workers in our daily lives so this itself will uh, uh, show as an example about how sincere are we uh, in terms of uh, you know bringing this uh, uh, you know uh, very uh, you know people who are into very difficult task into the mainstream of lives and society there are more examples to this about how much people are getting educational uh, loans or you know educational support how much of them are getting uh, you know one time support for starting uh, their uh, you know entrepreneurship or something all that uh, are very clearly showing uh, that you know we are in a very very nascent stage or we are not really doing well uh, towards our sanitation workers now there is a very clear linkage between the waste and the caste uh, so that is something to be uh, looked at so people's view of waste uh, is very uh, heavily and clearly influenced by the idea of purity and pollution so same thing uh, you know we use uh, for purifying we use water and for uh, you know pollution also uh, you know we, we are actually using water for uh, you know pushing it away also but you know the one side of water is seen as pure and the other side of water is seen as uh, you know polluted and those who handle the polluted water are uh, you know seen as polluted also that is where our problem is and you know our caste system and our kind of uh, uh, to, to speak about this in india is not very safe at this point because you know uh, recently uh, there was one incident where the uh, one of the top stars of uh, hindi film was talking about one of the incidents in a show that he was uh, uh, he is used to host uh, 
with one of the uh, you know leaders of the waste workers uh, safai karmacharis uh, during that discussion with beswada wilson he was mentioning about some of these issues and which was not well taken by one section of the society so that is one issue here but we need to understand the relationship deep rooted relationship between caste system uh, and the waste work which is very stark uh, and then we many of us don't touch garbage we, we ourselves are created it's our own garbage but we don't uh, uh, kind of uh, deal with them we don't uh, touch them and we treat them as polluted or uh, uh, so that that kind of a mindset also is there and this is seen as you know some specific uh, social categories of people will be there to come up pick up and uh, deal with this so that is one dangerous uh, you know kind of uh, social system which has led to the discrimination and marginalization of the entire community and then uh, uh, the <clears throat> people who are working on waste management they belong to specific caste and they working as families so this moves intergenerational and finally uh, this worst manifestation of the caste and the politics of waste is uh, uh, coerced and claim lives and it continues to uh, you know claim lives of people despite various legal regulations and uh, bans and uh, so on so this is uh, some you know one reality without realizing which uh, we cannot actually solve this uh, problem so let us think sir, think about the lives of this uh, sanitation workers if you see uh, the cjp.org in has given a timeline of deaths of this is a very uh, very uh, you know uh, important kind of uh, uh, documentation that they have done if you go through this link you will see that from specific year to specific year how uh, you know the deaths of sanitation workers uh, were happening so they have covered news articles and all that then uh, one important uh, headline i picked up the dirty secret the frequent deaths of india's sewer workers is not a governance failure but a caste issue then uh, a sanitation worker dies in every 5 days and in parliament when when the questions are asked uh, you know we cl clearly don't have data about this this death so these all are uh, you know telling a lots of uh, louder facts about how uh, this community is treated and seen uh, by individuals and systems and uh, institutions so this is something to be realized so when uh, all this done so if they start to react if they start to do uh, movements or they start to do strikes or something like that entire life gets uh, you know stuck so this is also to be realized so we need to start to at a point respect them uh, treat them with dignity and treat them with uh, equal pay treat them with uh, you know equal kind of life put their families and uh, members into uh, different uh, kind of entitlements and uh, uh, rights that all the others are enjoying which are quite important <clears throat> so i now i am coming to the pandemic quest so waste and pandemic if you see that the uh, in australia it was first detected that uh, 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 the wastewater surveillance uh, you know found that covid 19 live viruses were present in the uh, you know community and also it was visible and it was traceable within the uh, black water untreated black water in india also in jaipur it was found uh, first and then, then in hyderabad and in chennai and in mumbai all uh, studies are indicating that novel coronavirus is detected in sewage so this is uh, while you know none of us most of us are not going to deal with the uh, fetal matter there is a community there is a group which is uh, all the time uh, they are compelled to deal with the fetal matter without necessary protection measures and all that so this is something that we need to understand that they are putting their lives into uh, you know uh, risk uh, 
equal equally like the health workers are putting or sometimes more so that uh, you know still you know when we talk about health workers uh, the comparison of health workers and sanitation workers never happened but we need to really really put them at par with the health workers and then you know if you see the problem of uh, the uh, united nations environment program also has put together various issues of waste that has come up as part of added waste uh, load as part of covid uh, based on this we have done a study recently uh, between urban management center and water aid india so i am quickly presenting some of the quick insights from this study so we studied around uh, close to 100 uh, sanitation workers 12 ulb officials and uh, we covered 18 cities and towns across nine states uh, in may and june of this year and uh, various categories nine categories of uh, workers were uh, covered uh, through a secondary review and uh, then uh, also through you know telephonic and face to face interviews with these workers we derived uh, uh, some of the findings uh, <clears throat> so one you know we found that Uh, the general expectation will be that uh, sanitation workers awareness level will be low but more than 80 percentage were aware about uh, at least two symptoms of the covid majority were aware about one preventive measure the education levels uh, or uh, their capacity building was minimal so that uh, would have been uh, add you know uh, causing some of the gaps and uh, uh, ppe use and disposal waste handling and disposal were requiring a lot of uh, more emphasis and personal protective equipment we found that uh, a specific ppe required as per nature of work was not available for the most including hospital workers for hospital workers and like lack of user friendly ppe led to irregular use of them because the ppe currently available are not necessarily fit for tropical climates and then uh, ppe uh, provided by the employers were not adequate uh, for the use uh, in many case some cases and hand hygiene practices 40% of them lacked hand hygiene facilities in their workplaces and most workers uh, either washed or sanitized hands at least twice during the workday but this was uh, not sufficient uh, they were not regularly at all times critical for the covid prevention they were not able to do this and medical examinations and testing only less than 20% of workers uh, you know reported this <clears throat> if you see that the medical waste workers Uh, delhi high court to the delhi government asked to give details of the ppe kits given in a situation that uh, they were not getting uh, the sufficient numbers uh, sufficient kind of uh, ppe coverage uh, in, on the ground and similarly uh, <clears throat> center uh, tells the delhi court that uh, they are taking necessary steps to ensure sanitation workers safety all these uh, are uh, telling that you know this uh, a uh, specific uh, attention to this uh, group of workers you can see the photographs and you know uh, pictures that will also talk about this uh, issue so high risk groups like medical waste workers and hospital cleaners reported that they are not having access to all various types of ppe that is required for them so uh, again you know i told about this uh, the, the, the due to high temperature it is difficult to wear the uh, you know wear the Uh, full ppe that is uh, the concern uh, you know told by the workers and uh, livelihood if you see that 13% of them were out of work since lockdown specifically uh, the uh, rag pickers and dry latrine workers those kinds of people were uh, you know affected uh, with this and uh, <clears throat> even with lockdown relaxations most people still apprehensive of allowing these workers uh, into their places so that is another thing that is affecting their uh, livelihood and uh, 
uh, if you see income reduction for 30 percentage of people payment delayed for 20 percentage of people 40 percentage of face challenges in meeting their day-to-day -day necessities and 28 percentage of uh, workers had to borrow money so uh, one uh, sanitation worker uh, the dry latrine worker or uh, a lady who is engaged in manual scavenging is telling that hunger is more dangerous than uh, coronavirus so coronavirus they can deal with but the situation of hunger is something that they cannot deal with at this point and uh, uh, only 35 percentage of workers had insurance cover coverage and all informal workers uh, you know they were excluded from the insurance coverage so at this point if they are getting infected with the covid their treatment is going to be uh, difficult unless uh, government hospitals are giving them priority so those kinds of issues are there and uh, some support measures, uh, government welfare measures, some state uh, uh, city level provision, some informal uh, workers were able to get uh, general welfare measures, uh, but they were not covered under all specific government provisions for sanitation workers. Uh, and then 23% of them received support from local NGOs. So uh, if you see that kind of 77% of people are, or uh, close to 70% of people are not getting uh, those kinds of social welfare support measures is also telling. <clears throat> and if you see the gender challenges, the additional challenges of gender, uh, so women's representation was higher among the informal workforce in the sanit uh, sanitation uh, work. Uh, that was something to be noted. Uh, so this had greater implications on their livelihood. Their uh, income security was lower and their coverage uh, of work benefits and uh, insurance and other support was lower. And uh, during menstruation, they had a lot of struggles. Uh, many public toilet, toilets were closed or the physical discomfort was high while they were compelled to work. Additional workload uh, was there. Uh, uh, difficulties in meeting the household responsibilities was another issue. And forced, they were forced to leave children home. So uh, in Gujarat, there is a case where a women sanitation workers were able to negotiate some additional time, reduce work, work hours. But you know this is not the case across the country. But still, it is important that at least in one place, they were able to do this. So in working conditions, uh, I have told this uh, uh, uneven distribution of uh, workload is an issue. So in work, uh, healthcare facilities, they reported longer shifts and increased working hours. Domestic waste collectors and office cleaners and workers in trucks, uh, they were report they reported a reduced workload. So these kinds of issues are there. But you know, this seen as an essential public service, even to protest wherever needed, these people could not do that. Is a uh, reality that is in front of us, and they were losing jobs and they were losing income all that and the financial distress was uh, quite high rack picking communities were mostly out of work uh, they reported uh, loans and various uh, other ways of uh, getting assisted and uh, around half of them reported challenges in meeting their daily uh, routines and expenses and loss of income during lo uh, lockdown it was compounded uh, with uh, raising food prices and also they had to spend a lot on safety gears and sanitizers and those kinds of uh, uh, items so discrimination versus recognition, you know, some received recognition uh, in, a, in a tokenistic manner, but uh, many reported concern and pressure from neighbors uh, not to return home after work. And also, uh, you know, landlords demanded them to vacate the homes in those kinds of issues. And face-to-face -face interaction uh, between uh, <clears throat> workers and claims uh, were reduced. Uh, and uh, because people were not facing them, uh, the concerns about the physical distancing probably could be the reason, but they were even more, uh, you know, uh, feeling stigmatized uh, during this uh, time. So they demanded more targeted welfare measures and 
regularization of informal workers during the interview which is something uh, you know we need to listen to uh, in a important manner so if you look at what are the way forwards to the final part of this uh, presentation one you know the national and state governments need to set up frameworks and the required finances uh, should be made available for protection of the sanitation workers uh, so this is something very important uh, we need to uh, find uh, there are money for sanitation workers how can we use it for the purpose of the kind of vulnerability that they are facing similarly municipal authorities uh, and private employees uh, they have to need, uh, you know effectively implement the actions and regulatory measures uh, so that uh, the living conditions and work conditions of the sanitation workers can be improved civil society private sector research institutions and development organizations also have a major role to play in improving the situation and there is a uh, series of other things like testing organizing testing medical checkups and thermal screening and research and innovation in terms of improving the ppes uh, access to water sanitation and hygiene in workplaces <coughs> uh, uh, collectivization and entrepreneurship uh, <coughs> uh, you know as in uh, you know uh, way forward and also uh, uh, you know drivers of stigma and discrimination how to challenge those perceptions and you know address them so that is also something that we need to look at and uh, urban planning projects and investment we need to integrate sanitation workers considerations into that frameworks and protocols uh, you know guidelines and uh, uh, <clears throat> we need to develop uh, specifically standard operation protocols and all that for the uh, workers and social security schemes for the these workers needs to uh, be strengthened and the emergency funds access to emergency funds needs to be uh, improved and uh, we need to put them into uh, some uh, insurance coverage uh, till the time universal health care is available for everyone uh, on a free basis then adequate supply of ppe is important and covid-19 specific training testing you know those uh, health and safety measures uh, physical distancing uh, you know uh, protocols for ensuring uh, uh, you know uh, <clears throat> physical distancing uh, by way of making small batches video training and phone based training those kinds of things you know we can do better so we have made a in terms of improving the uh, lives of manual scavenging there is a video that we had uh, recently developed it the link is available i'm not going into it uh, because you know uh, the discussion time and other things can be affected otherwise you know that could have been shown here uh, uh, simi do you think uh, a 5 minute video can go so please i think that would be very important okay you can just play it yes i'm just opening it up uh, sure sure please take your time no problem is it visible yes it is uh, buffering i'm not sure whether the volume will be available or not let me see yes let us check no issue zoom eats away all the bandwidth yeah maybe a bandwidth issue i had the video uh, somewhere in my 
so it is not working nevertheless i think sir uh, uh, Simi, you can go on with your comments until then. If Raman sir is mm -hmm. able to find the video, I think that would be the best. It found. I mean, it is about. Uh, it is not playing. Maybe some issue or restrictions with the. Uh... Sir, even even after playing, it will get you know stuck in between. If you have the original video on your uh, computer, that will be best. Okay, let me see that. I'm, I'm unable to find. The... No, no, no issue, sir. I think, Simi. Until then, why don't you? Uh, yeah, I take the other slides now. Yes. Okay. Okay. Please continue. So here, uh, this is something, uh, the call to action is also very important one wherein there are some eight uh, very specific uh, uh, <clears throat> demands that has been made. So one is about uh, ensuring revamped uh, systems and uh, uh, mandated uh, institutional structures for proper implementation of the PEMSR and also institutionalized in the state uh, statewide annual and time-bound planning with uh, committed targets. So there are some eight very specific uh, uh, demands that has been made to uh, the government so that, so that the SDGs related to equity and inclusion can be met by way of uh, you know, uh, improving the lives and uh, living conditions and equity and dignity of uh, sanitation workers. Uh, <clears throat> so this is something that I would like to uh, speak about, which is an important initiative. Uh, after the, I mean, 93 to uh, 2020, it is 27 years of uh, history of working for uh, sanitation workers. So far, only one state, the state of Orissa, uh, has come up with uh, something concrete uh, for the most vulnerable sanitation workers. So one of the important things that they have done is uh, they have defined uh, what is called uh, uh, core sanitation workers. So uh, there is some issue about uh, when the uh, Supreme Court passed the order or, you know, the 2013 act uh, got reformulated. Uh, whenever all this was done, the definition of the manual scavengers was a uh, uh, little wider, wherein the most vulnerable and the least vulnerable were uh, mixed up. So one of the things that the Orissa government has done is that, you know, they have very clearly defined uh, you know, the most vulnerable sanitation workers in the category of core sanitation workers. And uh, right from uh, their rehabilitation support to education support to housing support to mobility support to safety support, there is a range of uh, things that they have promised as part of this Garima scheme. Garima, as uh, we know, is uh, it, it denotes dignity. So uh, how to improve, improve the safety and dignity of core sanitation workers 
and to achieve uh, you know uh, the equity and inclusion related goals uh, sustainability develop sustainability development goals sustainable development goals uh, is uh, uh, one of the key so uh, mr mathi vadanan who is the principal secretary of uh, uh, the housing and urban development department in orissa uh, has been instrumental in this and uh, urban management center uh, who is the technical uh, partner for this uh, orissa government's urban department they did uh, together and uh, some of us uh, mr beswada wilson of the safai karmachari andolan and asif sheikh of the jansahas and myself we were part of the advising uh, group uh, for this as well so that you know this uh, somehow in the 27 years of journey whichever you know the state could not uh, actually uh, realize how a state can realize it this this scheme gives us a lot of hopes about uh, the way forward in that sense so <clears throat> garima in that sense you know it is uh, very recently in september this got launched and you know they are into into the implementation part of it and i'm sure that uh, many states and you know many individuals and civil society organization whosoever is listening to uh, this discussion uh, will have uh, <clears throat> opportunities for uh, uh, you know looking at this scheme uh, scheme document and also to get uh, their state governments uh, to implement similar kind of initiatives for the welfare of sanitation workers and there are some other uh, global case studies one is about uh, uh, the uh, you can see that world bank group world health organization international labor labor organization and water aid came together uh, to uh, globally look at the kind of woes and difficulties of the sanitation workers and uh, how can uh, you know a, a initial assessment has been completed and a way forward has been suggested to global governments and un bodies uh, for health safety and dignity of sanitation workers so this kind of a joint initiative at the country level also uh, we have to do a large civil society solidarity movement uh, for uh, you know this cannot be done by isolated small organizations or their initiatives or the uh, you know uh, workers their own uh, kind of communities or their organization they cannot achieve it uh, alone so it, it requires a larger coalition and a solidarity initiative so important that all the various uh, Uh, types of organizations entities institutions governments civil society organizations public everyone coming together for the cause so this is something so the link of that uh, uh, document and the broad glo global case study including a case study of india is covered in that and then in south asia during the covid we did a study of uh, uh, the situation included the india study that i presented before so pakistan nepal and bangladesh how other countries are doing so that is also something Uh, you know, uh, uh, none of the countries, particularly the South Asian countries, uh, are able to really uh, recognize and realize the challenges of uh, and appreciate the challenges of the sanitation workers in the way it is required and to address them in the way it is required is a fact that remain in front of us. So it is very important that this part of a part of the world is recognizing uh, this uh, caste-related dilemma and the discrimination that this uh, community is facing. and then to address them one by one uh, all the country governments all the national governments in this region has to uh, think about this and to prioritize this <clears throat> so this is where uh, i am stopping my discussion in the meanwhile uh, you know if uh, <clears throat> you know that video uh, if i can sort out i am trying to do that in between the, the question answer session then i can show you that video as well uh, <clears throat> otherwise uh, uh, you know i am uh, my sincere thanks to my colleague kanika who was uh, part of the studies and you know uh, she is leading the sanitation initiatives 
her inputs was there and uh, colleagues from urban management center safai karmachari andolan arun and center for equity studies and our partners in the field level have named all of them and our south asia and uh, global colleagues who are giving inputs into this i am thankful to all of them and the report that i am mentioning of the study is there in the link uh, at the uh, end of it so if uh, one some of you want to refer to the report in full uh, that is available for your reference i think i'll uh, stop here and uh, would take up uh, questions and discussion after over to you dr singh thank you very much sir thank you very much for your uh, wonderful presentation it was so insightful and so uh, informative and uh, sir uh, you have uh, so clearly pointed out about the challenges and it is uh, it is not this challenge is something that is not uh, very recent it is uh, it has existed for ages now and uh, uh, yet we are still struggling to find a solution uh, to how to treat our fellow citizens uh, with respect with garima with dignity and this is something that we should sincerely um, be ashamed of um, because uh, we are not able to um, to actually um, we and also the policy makers who take the oath of the constitution who are not able to take care of uh, of the um, people of the population at large so um, thank you very much for bring, bringing out uh, uh, so wonderful uh, insights uh so you have also pointed out about the challenges that uh, the uh, sanitation workers the safai karmacharis have faced during the um, pandemic and it is beyond description i i would say you have put them in points you have put them as per your uh, you have expressed them as uh, clearly as uh, possible but uh, if we if we really uh, understand put ourselves in the shoes of them then it is something that is uh, inexplicable i would say uh, the pains the sufferings and not just of uh, one individual but of the entire family and then of the entire society uh, and then uh, we 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 then treat uh, the sanitation uh, workers especially belonging to a particular caste uh, which you have again rightly pointed out um, as as being out of the uh, entire system and then we don't touch them and then this is of course although untouchability has been abolished by law and abo abolished by constitution it still exists and this is very very unfortunate so um, the the pandemic has clearly shown uh, shown the uh, cracks i would say uh, in our understanding in our uh, sympathy empathy and also uh, in our consciousness conscience uh, conscience um, as to how we are treating people so thank you very much sir uh, once again so you have um, pointed out uh, about the health of the sanitation workers that became very obscure during this time of covid uh, we have also seen uh, so many reports that um, you know uh, the health of the sanitation workers are uh, are being um, actually being uh, compromised at the expense of others uh, for example they are not getting admitted into the hospitals as uh, as smoothly as others would be able to and then they are faced with so many uh, dilemmas of uh, um, uh, dilemmas of um, health challenges they are not being paid on time 
and then uh, the governments and the other agencies responsible for their payments they say that there's entire lack of funds so uh, i mean uh, this is uh, a clear sense of bias uh, against um, against uh, this section of population and the heart wrenching photographs that you have uh, shared uh, of manual scavengers you know the rehabilitation scheme is there i mean uh, and then you have also pointed out just 136 crore has been spent uh, for their health for their education so uh, i mean there is a clear sense of difference as to what we are aiming at and as to where we are um, uh, actually moving towards um, so uh, i mean these were my uh, initial initial points um, so could you comment upon um, upon the fact that uh, there is no policy so far um, in the state of delhi and also of course uh, in other other states as well on interventions that are related to the economically uh, economic development of the uh, marginalized uh, dalit population and also of uh, of uh, those uh, of the sanitation workers whom we could in fact uh, remove remove from this task of manual scavenging and then put them uh, or uh, give them opportunities for um, other dignified dignified jobs and uh, one question has uh, actually come up uh, which was on uh, um, how do we uh, it was on entrepreneurship and how do we incentivize the dalit population the sanitation workers the ma marginal i mean um, the manual scavengers to become entrepreneurs to take up jobs that are more dignified uh, so if you could begin with uh, this we'll uh, be putting up more questions uh, eventually thank you sir thanks these are both of them are important questions when it comes to policies i think uh, not only delhi governments uh, uh, you know there are some more uh, three or four governments wherein you know their thought processes and you know some of the actions are very clear about uh, rehabilitation of uh, sanitation workers for example in delhi government the delhi jal board is responsible for the major sanitation related initiatives and uh, there is another uh, body called uh, dusit uh, which is the delhi urban settlements uh, board <clears throat> so dusit and uh, uh, the delhi jal board uh, the dusit looks at the uh, living conditions of uh, uh, the you know specific caste groups and uh, marginalized groups wherein the delhi jal board looks after the specific work related uh, issues so i mean without you know taking both of this or amalgamating both of this we cannot get the full picture uh, of a case study of delhi <clears throat> so in delhi i think uh, in terms of uh, you know thought processes in terms of policy guidances in terms of strategic directions and in terms of finances uh, i think you know there is a lot that is happening but when it comes to the actual implementation how to address the bottlenecks of uh, you know our own mindsets uh, at the community level and also at the individual official level in order to change that situation you know uh, to make uh, you know incentivizing uh, the kind of supporting uh, nature for this kinds of workers and you know their communities that mindset is missing somewhere which is across the board not only in delhi this is uh, where, what you know despite having program despite having budget despite having regulatory framework despite despite having uh, clear guidance uh, despite having court orders uh, 
despite having uh, you know continuous uh, tragedies that is happening in front of us so that 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 human human empathy or not even sympathy sometimes is uh, uh, really uh, you know not coming up is the major problem i think so this uh, currently uh, structural issues are there uh, like caste and you know related issues and you know our, our own governance systems own uh, uh, what you call in uh, non culpability uh, uh, for you know some of this uh, uh, you know uh, <clears throat> what you call uh, <clears throat> non excusable uh, kind of uh, uh, acts Uh, so the uh, our systems are helpless in those areas so despite having the programs and uh, policies uh, things are not happening in the reality i told about the orissa thing and similarly in uh, uh, in uh, hyderabad uh, city they are trying to do something in telangana warangal city is doing trying to do something justiceful uh, to the uh, sanitation workers in kerala the kerala government is uh, totally trying to uh you know eradicate the entry of uh, human beings into the sewer lines and they are uh, getting into a contract with a company called uh, <clears throat> it's a robotic uh, you know kind of feature that uh, a bangalore based company that has developed uh, uh, with that uh, they are using that technology for eliminating this uh, process so there are some state governments definitely trying to do something but uh, if you look at the quantum of the problem Uh, the the quantum of efforts are much much lesser than what is required so that is how i will conclude it uh, coming to your uh, second question uh, which is about uh, <clears throat> you know what uh, you know kind of uh, rehabilitation could be done of uh, the people who are engaged in uh, uh, you know sanitation work and management again you know there is a critical issue that we need to understand here uh, if you see see one of the society, you know questions that uh, i have been asking is uh, to myself is that uh, how much is our society prepared uh, for uh, seeing uh, uh, you know person from a specific caste background or a specific uh, you know uh, sanitation work background to transform into something very different from what they are regularly doing so this preparedness is a very important question that we need to Uh, ask ourselves so so for example will we if they are running a tea shop how many people will go there and you know buy tea from them and drink tea from uh, you know that tea shop if they are shop starting a food product how many of them how many of us will be able to consume that so this this uh, change the mindset change need to happen at the society for that the civil society organizations are having a major responsibility about taking up the uh, thing on this and also Uh, you know, uh, to to begin with, on the short run, how, what all are the key uh, you know livelihood options without having these uh, caste-related challenges and other things? Uh, these people can run on themselves. It's a question that we need to answer. So, livelihood experts has to think about what all are those uh, kind of livelihoods where you know uh, you know on a on an incremental basis, uh, easy and quick rehabilitation is possible. And then what what all are the long run changes that we are looking at, and what all are the long uh, you know livelihood options that we can go for? So maybe uh, tying up with some uh, you know larger companies wherein you know no one is going to look at who is that person. So that kind of a branding and uh, those kinds of things will be there. So can we get some of the youths of these communities to uh, get into that kind of business wherein they are serving food, water, and you know those kinds of things wherein it is it is uh, leading to a paradigm shift. So those uh, issues are something that uh, we have to uh, really consider. 
certainly sir thank you very much for your response uh, so uh, in in uh, during your response you mentioned about uh, the systemic challenge that has been created but i somehow feel that we cannot excuse the system just because uh, you know uh, we we simply cannot excuse the system for the problems that they have actually uh, facilitated to stir up you know uh, maybe they were not the creators of uh, of the entire problem of uh, discrimination and uh, so many different challenges uh, with respect to caste but uh, certainly we cannot uh, excuse them and uh, if we uh, if we talk about um, civil society uh, they have too much on their shoulders and how much they will do you know uh, it is and then they are and then there is so much of targeting um, but uh, i i really uh, fail to understand as to why can individuals not take up the responsibilities uh, and uh, why should we only res uh, you know depend on the on the civil societies that okay they will be the harbingers of change so we are at one side we are excluding the policy we are excluding the um, system and then uh, we are thinking that the the things will be uh, taken care by the civil society i think they have too much on their plate uh, to serve the people and uh, and changing of the mindset certainly requires an early stage education uh, um an inculcation of uh, empathy and inculcation because um you rightly pointed out whether if somebody opens a food stall we will will we be going there to uh, to purchase there and eat from there certainly it might come as a challenge because only if we know so uh, our elders perhaps might uh, tell that okay this is from a that uh, you know the, they are uh, not pure people you have to it is it is such um such sort of a mentality which is so uh, um, traditional and so um, i i can't uh, find a right word for that but um, it is so so um, it takes the entire uh, progress backwards that's what that's what i would say so um, early stage um, education training um, of the young young children of the brains would definitely i think uh, move towards uh, providing some some solution uh, at least uh, to say that uh, the other person is your equal he or she is not somebody who is lower than you as per um, standards or as per your caste hierarchy or just um, annihilation of caste of, becomes so 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 important over here and uh, we really need to have uh, uh, ambedkarite thoughts um uh, in practice and uh, we and and in fact i will i'll just club this together with one of the uh, questions by an anonymous attendee that people are so rude to sanitation workers how can this be rectified should prime minister modi lead by example so if you could respond to this because it's so uh, it's it's yeah. very hurtful yeah over to you sir on to this uh, picking up from what you started as the civil society state and you know that <clears throat> see i think uh, uh, this particular issue is uh, uh, you know it's a very com you know very complex issue and it's a very compound issue uh, setting uh, you know examples and uh, <clears throat> so we are not a uh, homogeneous society we are a heterogeneous society so in a heterogeneous society you need to have heterogeneous examples 
heterogeneous examples that uh, each of the uh, you know group uh, can you know take inspiration from and you know drive uh, and move forward uh, and also uh, you know uh, the solution for uh, uh, you know the kind of woes and struggles that the sanitation workers and the communities that they belong to uh, have faced so far is not to uh, simply glorify uh, what they are doing it is uh, somewhere in between we need to uh, respect uh, the fact that you know they are doing an important job and like the many white collar jobs of uh, doctors or teachers or engineers or you know various other uh, you know kind of segments of uh, uh, the glorified workers including you and me uh, so the kind of dignity that we get uh, uh, in the society how will we uh, you know get, get this uh, specific uh, group of work as an important uh, contribution to the society that recognition uh, i think uh, kanchai leya has been uh, talking about you know in his book uh, uh, the dignity of labor <clears throat> so he was uh, uh, this is book for children actually so he is talking about uh, uh, very specifically uh, he is listing down uh, various kinds of work that people do and which one you know uh, are we seeing as dignified which one are we not seeing as dignified so this is all about how a societal perception of dignity around work has been developing so we need to start from there so while i agree with the fact that uh, civil society organizations plates are full uh, which is true also but on the other hand uh, you know we cannot verticalize the development uh, or projectize the development and continue to do small pieces of work here and there so we need to see society as a whole and try to address some of this uh, what i call the fundamental issues of the society and then need to move on so that in that part whichever sector that uh, civil society organization may be focusing these are the issues that each and every organization will have to uh, pick up and then you know it comes of course you know i, I will not spare the state or uh, the systems or policy makers what i intend to say was that you know we all have we have the instruments in place we have the policies in place it's all about implementing them so the implementation bottlenecks and the operational constraints for implementing those that we need to address and we need to remediate uh, that problem and that is where the things are so i think uh, uh, the 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 roles of the uh, political leadership and the administrative leadership and the societal leadership all the three and including the media <clears throat> uh, all the three is uh, essentially to uh, you know put up solutions for addressing this uh, operational constraints uh, and then to change the mindset what could be done uh, you know just uh, uh, you know to, uh, kind of some uh, uh, exemplifications are not going to really help the process this need a long term and sustainable solution thank you very much sir uh, sir you mentioned during your presentation about the challenges faced by women uh, workers um, sanitation workers um sir could you enlighten us about uh, maternity leave benefits if there are any for uh, the safai karmacharis and uh, if i can club another question with it um, are there any standard operating procedures uh, or uh, uh, social security schemes which is of course not there in uh, in our country but you also highlighted it's uh, it's difficult in other neighboring countries in south asia but what best practices can you highlight from developing world i would not uh, compare uh, compare uh, with the developed world but are there any best practices from the emerging countries see uh, uh, 
I can tell you one example of the South African uh, experience that I had. So this is where I was, uh, as part of my study, when I was staying in one place, uh, there were some specific issues, and I had to, uh, you know, coordinate the with the municipal uh, authority there. And uh, <clears throat> then the person comes to, uh, you know, get the things done. So I was really stunned, you know, if this was happening in our country and uh, this was happening in Africa, South Africa, how different it was. The approach, the person uh, coming and, you know, the, the way people are dealing with him and, the, you know, in our apartment uh, and also the way he was greeted, he was, uh, you know, people were talking to that person. So the societal approach to uh, uh, sanitation workers and also the private companies and the uh, uh, the, the service providers who are contracting them are having specific responsibilities towards uh, the, uh, of course, you know, minimum wages and, you know, those kinds of uh, basic entitlements are defined in uh, some of those places. In our country, uh, even if we have minimum wages, uh, that minimum wage fixation, you know, maximum wage fixation will take, uh, uh, whether it is seventh pay commission or eighth pay commission or tenth pay commission, that will happen in its own course of time. But in the minimum wage, to add 10 rupees, you know, it takes uh, months of discussion uh, in our country. On the other hand, uh, percentages of growth for uh, various uh, emoluments, I'm not talking about categories, uh, of the higher end, you know, it will take within minutes. So this kinds of understanding of uh, the availability of cheaper labor, we are actually exploiting it. Uh, sitting on the uh, excuse of the caste. So this is also an economic reality of, uh, you know, caste. So this uh, availability of a cheaper labor is being exploited continuously by the privileged caste uh, class uh, is something to be uh, realized here. So uh, uh, maternity leave, uh, forget about maternity leave, you know, uh, uh, un unless they are uh, specifically class for employees of a corporation or something like that. If they are, uh, they may have all the entitlements that the government uh, people will have. But whenever they are into contract, if they are a sanitation worker in a mall toilet or in an airport toilet or in a public toilet of Sulab Shaujalai, everywhere, you cannot even think about. So you can see that, uh, you know, I have seen actually, uh, you know, just uh, a, a mother with a weak old child was, you know, uh, you know managing the table uh, of the uh, you know, toilet side because you know they cannot get these kinds of leave because they are leaving there itself. And if they ask for maternity leaves or those entitlements, uh, you know, you know what, uh, what exactly. So it, it actually become a job rather than uh, <clears throat> to any entitlement, so to speak, social security entitlement, insurance. So many of them, uh, you know, despite having their uh, eligibility for uh, the PMAJY kind of schemes, uh, many of the sanitation workers are not having even the identity proof for. Uh, you know, proving that they are part of this uh, community and they are not even able to uh, prove to the government that they do manual scavenging for a uh, longer time. So that is the kind of dilemma that we are in, wherein a large percentage of them are out of all the various welfare schemes that we are thinking about. And many of them are not even able to dream about them, forget about getting them. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Um, one last question before I uh, invite Dr. Arjun to make his comments. So you have worked in various capacities with the various flagship uh, schemes of the government of India, Jal Jeevan Mission, Swachh Bharat, National Health Mission, etc. How would you, uh, in brief, describe your experience? Um, are the bottlenecks that are sought to be resolved by these missions um, in the course of their operations 
achievable have, how would you rate have they you know have they been achieved have they are they near to achievement or what are the real bottlenecks that you uh, see uh, in their uh, implementation and execution okay so this is uh, a question that uh, i would slightly differently respond to because you know uh, when it comes to the impacts of the mission you need to give some more time for uh, you know understanding the impacts of the mission uh, in the implementation uh, in a large scale mission there can be and usually uh, you know it can have some a specific set of gaps and uh, bottlenecks and challenges which is usual for such large scale uh, things the problem is or the question is whether the uh, mission leaders have identified them and addressed them in time uh, to have them is quite normal so i will not uh, you know uh, exclamate about uh, you know these problems are there and you know these are big problems and all that i'll be seeing if i am the mission leader if i was able to look at those uh, you know situation in you know in a concrete manner and then to realize that these are the problems and then to uh, you know uh, what you call uh, shape uh, kind of solutions towards that so in that sense uh, you know there are uh, certain things that need to be done in terms of improving the sanitation uh, situation in the country uh, similarly the water uh, there is a new program which is just one year old so they are uh, you know into uh, you know the movement of uh, getting implemented so rather than uh, saying uh, you know in a in a judgmental uh, uh, kind of way i would say that yes you know there is scope of improvement in all the larger missions and uh, uh, the leadership of these missions are expected to uh, see them and identify them in time and start to address them in time because you know these solutions are also going to take time thank you very much sir for uh, your uh, responses i invite dr arjun kumar to make his brief comments because we are uh, yeah, well, short of time yes over to you dr arjun yes sir if you would like to have if you have found that video mm -hmm. let me just check uh -huh. actually uh, the video is posted by uh, kanika ma'am on the group chat can you uh, can we do it from our side arjun no and, sir that's uh, the original video in buffering it okay will, uh, okay okay Anyway, so while sir is searching for it, let me just quickly. No, I got it. The there was some problem in uh, downloading it. Okay, okay. No issue, sir. Just let me quickly uh, give some of the comments and ask a few things. Uh, having this opportunity, first let me congratulate uh, uh, VRM sir for putting. It has come already. Yeah, it is downloaded. It has been downloaded. You want to see it? Yes. Yes. we can go ahead yes
Is it not playing, sir? What? No, you should give the video link on our page and also no link problem. it wherever we post. Yes, 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 yes. That will be better. So yes, Arjun, go ahead. Yes, yes. Let me first congratulate and thank uh, V R Raman sir for putting across uh, uh, such a wonderful presentation and updating us over the state of uh, sanitation workers amidst the pandemic. Sir has. Really covered uh, the all the areas of institution and the steps taken uh, for uh, for sanitation workers and what lags uh, mostly. I would uh, really take a cue from the discussion we were just having uh, that uh, uh, in the land of uh, 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 Dr. B. R. Ambedkar and his constitution, that uh, very uh, thing or what is due for the manual. Uh, uh, scavenging uh, community is not yet been done. Martin Macman sir has uh, often come also to our platform and stressed so much about dignity, work, and also economic exploitation, all these very things. Uh, uh, many stigma and all things are also associated. Uh, but uh, uh, let me quickly touch upon a few things which sir has highlighted that this, uh, this sanitation worker sector is largely uh, uh, like all of our structure, plagued with informality. And as the institution have developed many multiplicity of institutions are there. Uh, so there is also contractualization uh, of you know, the labor, or there is also child labor. And Raman sir really mentioned that there is also a lack of documentation uh, insurance. We have also done many field surveys where the documentation really uh, is, is at update. Uh, also, there has been uh, uh, a set of uh, different issues altogether coming, especially pertaining to the delay uh, in, in payments, in, fi in finances, and also providing uh, basic equipments. I remember I, I, when I was in Delhi school doing the fellowship, uh, I think more than a decade uh, in, the in the previous decade, that time we, we had SWM 2000 rules. Uh, even that was not, you know, carried out, and at that time also the the the, the situation is just persisting, and this lack of uh, financial thing and 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 payment delay is uh, leading to uh, a further worsening of the scheme. Uh, we did had that uh, a new insurance uh, of rupees fifty lakh during the uh, pandemic and lockdown. Uh, many of the state governments have extended them to few of the sanitation workers, as sir is rightly pointing out. The coverage is quite low. Uh, I would really now like to talk uh, specifically about the self-employment scheme uh, for uh, uh, for rehabilitation of uh, manual scavengers, SRMS 2013. Uh, a lot have been, you know, discussed also in the NDA one, NDA two last government uh, promise that uh, uh, this will be rehabilitated. We had figure of one lakh, this, this, so many of things, many monitoring and a, a lot of things happening, uh, but we really uh, care as a society, as a nation about sanitation worker when we read in the newspaper or, or watch the video that some sanitation worker uh, has uh, died in sewer or somewhere else. That is really blot in our democracy and as a country. And uh, we are in 2020 and not being able to address this basic thing. Uh, that's a really uh, a, a worry. Uh, uh, <clears throat> year over year parliamentary committee 
all the setup we have <clears throat> with all the might of uh, multilateral institutions as well, we, are, we have not been able to uh, use, make use of and uh, have in our system upgrading the system for this upliftment of human dignity. Uh, Sir has rightly mentioned out that due to uh, non-accountability of institution, uh, states are also, you know, just fudging the data. Uh, Swachh Bharat Mission was, I think, a good push, uh, which has been a good success for uh, covering the uh, uh, household latrines in, in each house. Uh, but really in this connection uh, for, you know, Swachh Bharat, uh, this has been not taken in the letter and spirit what would have been, which uh, Sir is also uh, highlighting. We also have another schemes. Amrut, we have, we have smart cities uh, and uh, technology can really have a role to play. But sir, that is not, uh, I would say, even having 10, 20, 30% impact, vacuum cleaning, so many of things coming. Uh, I, we work with many, many big cities. Uh, they're also, they're evaluating uh, the, the new trucks and everything coming for vacuum cleaning, how many rides trip, monitoring accountability, rent seeking. There are so many things which is coming upon. Sir, how do you see things uh, making the change, what is required to, in, in policy or in terms of data collection that <clears throat> that <clears throat> society as a whole, uh, I know <clears throat> various state government or those who, who are in the position of power would suit themselves first, first the data uh, or whatever, but uh, what can be the country solution to this moving forward, especially using this time of pandemic when hygiene and other things are really important for each one of us uh, in this, in this <clears throat> disease time. Also, sir, what do you think the the role of government at, at various states? Because uh, sir has really worked in blocks, uh, uh, districts with many parastatals and uh, and uh, municipal governments as well. Uh, how do you, sir, you uh, see it? And uh, uh, what should be the role of private sector and corporates? Uh, not not just using their CSR fund or something of that idea, but what actually should be done because they are the major uh, part of the, of all the system who are also producing the waste and other things. Uh, and uh, how can we really be an Atmanirbhar Bharat and uh, moving towards all the ideals and values and vision of New India and uh, uh, really moving towards uh, uh, Swaraj for everyone and human dignity. Uh, uh, but basically the uh, point I was trying to make that how can we fast track to deliver upon the, these promises uh, uh, which are due to the sanitation workers and what should be the framework for accountability and uh, also effectiveness uh, to, to realize uh, 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 appropriate uh, uh, remuneration and all the things which our frontline workers, uh, sanitation workers are doing, especially in this difficult time. So I will stop here. Many questions, uh, please, you can choose. And thank you once again. So, you want me to respond to a couple of these questions? Uh, yes, please, sir. One is, you know, uh, we have to really work very closely uh, with uh, <clears throat> from the uh, when the administrators are being uh, selected in our country, uh, whether it is for state, for provincial civil services, or for uh, you know other kinds of services, or uh, IAS or uh, related services. Whenever their essential training is happening, we need to really make that uh, doing something for the most marginalized sections of our society of our society need to be incentivized. Rather than you know, currently we we have scheme. I mean, we have not formal schemes, informal schemes to get incentivized for uh, you know uh, supporting the most privileged uh, society. But how can we change it? 
through trainings and through kind of very specific schemes. So your promotion is linked to, you know, uh, doing uh, good for the homeless communities. Your promotion is linked to doing good for the sanitation workers. Uh, your promotion is linked to, uh, you know, supporting the single woman headed families. This kinds of, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, schemes, if you can, uh, so the, uh, essentially what I'm saying is uh, what we call as CR, the, the uh, you know, uh, confidential report of each employees like the appraisals in the private sector, if that can be linked to, uh, you know, very clear questions of equity and inclusions. And similarly, the scorecards of the elected representatives should be based on uh, the kind of legislations and uh, legislative actions that they take uh, on, uh, in, you know, advancing the agenda of, uh, we can, I mean, these are all are possible. These are not impossible because many countries have done this. Uh, and also, uh, essentially, you asked also about the private sector. The private sector currently is, uh, you know, uh, uh, to, to uh, reach to your question, the private sector has to travel a long uh, route because, you know, currently uh, uh, reservations or, you know, uh, even taking the most uh, underprivileged communities in their payrolls are not uh, mandatory for them. If at all, you know, they are taking for some cleaning and related jobs that also is mainly run through, uh, you know, the uh, agencies, third-party agencies are uh, coming into the picture there. So, uh, so the, the, the uh, what you call mandate to the private uh, organization should be about, uh, you know, uh, one, uh, sponsorships for uh, the next generation, the children of uh, uh, manual scavengers or sanitation workers, how can they get advanced education? How can they get exposure to, uh, you know, the different world that they, they uh, are not generally exposed to? So those kinds of questions, if uh, the corporate social responsibilities or the private companies are given mandates of, you know, these are the kind of things that you are mandatorily, rather than giving this two percentage open kind of bracket uh, within which whatever could be included kind of a situation is there. So if you can specify some of the equity inclusion questions to their uh, mandates, so those kinds of things probably can address uh, uh, some of this issue. But uh, many of these, you know, when I sit and speak here, this can... Uh, simply be uh, heard or you know viewed as you know some daydreaming but at least we should start daydreaming that's that's all i would say sir just to add uh, uh, many of the municipality uh, also here in delhi we what the often picture we all also see that uh, sanitation workers on strike uh, in all the municipalities so what do you think uh, uh, should be done in this regard that is uh, and whenever there is, you know, a media inquiry over that, then money is, is stuck at somewhere or something like that. How in, 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 you know, in this, I would say Swaraj or Atnirbhar again, that what should be the revenue model that uh, this work is respected and not the, just the last thing that because I think this is running uh, as a city or as a, a settlement. This is one of the major ONM thing, which uh, we have to mainstream. Yes. One is that, uh, you know, in Orissa, that is one of the critical thing of, thing of the Garima scheme. So they have, you know, with the labor department of Orissa, they have put uh, uh, sanitation, core sanitation work into uh, highly technical, uh, technically skilled job. This is something that uh, one has to take note of. So once you, when you, once you do uh, the sanitation work as the most risky and most, uh, uh, you know, technically skilled kind of a job, so then, you know, they will be treated uh, at par with, uh, you know, that level of workers and their income and uh, their emoluments will be uh, in relation to that. 
so what, the first thing is about recognizing this as a not as a you know cheaper uh, workforce but as an essential workforce and you when when they strike you know you say that they are essential workforce but then they you know struggle on their day to day life you know they are not essential workforce so this essentiality uh, needs to be together for this dichotomy of essentiality uh, cannot go so we need to see the essentiality both in terms of their life like living condition and also in terms of their uh, you know livelihoods both needs to be so that is the first part second you know culpability of these kinds of systemic delays uh, is very important why you know these workers are uh, while all are you know any other people uh, other than this specific vulnerable groups are not getting salary very recently there are some stories Uh, of you know some of the corporations some of the you know companies are not getting their salaries and all that which is uh, happening now but generally if you answer this question that who else are not getting salaries so if at all uh, they are going for strike is the strike uh, wrong or you know the uh, not giving them their payment so for example you know because of the recent some of the developments some you know we are into a sanitation worker projects and in that sanitation worker project there are some community level resource persons who are from the very community because of uh, some of the legal changes that happened recently some of the contractual procedures and various other things got delayed and it is they are sta standing in front of diwali and uh, we are not in a position to uh, ensure that you know their uh, monthly uh, support money is reaching them so this is you know the, so th these are something that we need to think uh, uh, you know why this is uh, Uh, happening and what is the root cause of you know these kinds of problems if the root cause is uh, found then prevention is better than cure so so let us let us prevent that you know these kinds of uh, malpractices or these kinds of uh, uh, injustice is not done with this most uh, essential and most needy uh, categories of workers once we do that they will not uh, require to go for any strike that is how i would like to see this So yes you can go ahead i have yeah few more things yeah. but for the time yes yeah. sure sure thank you very much sir for uh, uh, this wonderful uh, insightful discussion that we have had um, there is uh, if you would like to take one question there it is by uh, does does it is it okay sir yeah, yeah. if there is yeah this uh, it's written mr raman the rack pickers were out of jobs for a long period of time during the lockdown but we saw piles of waste and trash on the roads when they rejoined they had to face a lot of challenges with excess works work were they given some extra incentives okay so uh, we need to first of all understand the uh, uh, character of uh, the job of rack picking i don't know how many of us really understand that rack picking is a uh, self employment <laughs> in most of the cases they are not employed by municipality they are not employed by any agency but they themselves are uh, you know involved in that they go to the piles of waste and pick up the valuables from there and uh, in leu they also clean the waste you know that is how they pick up the waste from one place and then they uh, segregate it and pick up the valuable ones and you know uh, leave out uh, uh, you know the remaining in the dump that is how uh, they 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 contribute to the Uh, society so the valuable ones uh, by way of selling it that is how they uh, earn their their livelihood so uh, uh, you know to answer this question unless uh, you know they are not even informal workers I mean, uh, uh, that is uh, uh, 
they are self employed workers so the, you know if they don't have work for example because of the lockdown if they are not uh, allowed to work that means they are hungry uh, uh, they can't eat they can't run the family so uh, you know coming back even if you get uh, you know after 30 days or 60 days of uh, empty uh, stomach even if you get uh, double uh, you know kind of kabaddi to sell and you get double income that's not going to uh, you know really compensate uh, the 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 hungry days of you and your kids uh, so this reality is there in front of them so uh, rack pickers for example uh, this is one issue but if you are talking about uh, people who clean the streets uh, you know then you know they are either under a contractual uh, you know contractor or under the uh, municipal bodies in that case you know uh, generally i can i remember that during covid in some of the places uh, because of you know the work arrangements and other things there were some dissatisfactions in some cities so that is where the piling up happened so of course you know after the strike when the workers go back it creates a lot of uh, issues for them uh, additional work for them and uh, uh, in some cases the uh, you know they could negotiate uh, better uh, results for their strike in some cases they just had to uh, surrender so in some cases they would have got some additional income in some cases they would not have so that is how it is sure thank you so much sir thank you for uh, enlightening us thank you very much uh, mr vr raman and uh, it was a pleasure to listen to you we have uh, a long uh, way forward in uh, resolving the challenges and we hope we remain optimistic that the woes no longer remain woes for every person uh, in this uh, country and we are all uh, treated equally and we all treat uh, each other Uh, equally with these few words i thank uh, mr vr raman uh, on behalf of india water portal terry school of advanced advanced studies and uh, center for uh, environment climate change and sustainable development at impact and policy research institute thank you very much again sir we look forward to uh, proactively engaging with you again um, on uh, issues of uh, mutual interest and uh, certainly uh, um, looking forward to learning more from you thank you very much thank you very much have a very good evening thank you thank you sir thank you thank you and thank you for choosing such a, a, a very tough topic i would say absolutely absolutely thank you have thank a nice you, sir have a nice day to both of you and everyone who is here bye bye sir